Welcome to Texas Veterans Mean Business, a production of the Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission. Welcome everyone to the Texas Veterans Mean Business Podcast. I'm Christina Mortel. And before we get started with today's show, I want to do a quick recap of the episodes that are out on the CastBox app that you can still access today. We started the podcast in November 2019 and highlighted the historically underutilized business programs, speaking with five state agencies. As you know, the comptroller runs the program for the state, so please check out their website and their instructions for the application. The Texas Facilities Commission, TxDOT, DIR, and the University of Texas Austin have robust hub programs, and they want and need new certified hubs. These were only a handful of the agencies that we spoke to and that we highlighted on our show. But all state agencies and universities have a hub program. So I encourage you, if you're not already, please start out 2020 and become hub certified. We took a break in January and working with the veteran entrepreneur team at TBC, we want to get together to discuss topics moving forward. We will have monthly themes and bring subject matter expert guests in to address a variety of business topics that are important to you. Thank you to all of those who have provided comments and contacted me with suggestions and input. We read and reply to all your comments. The theme for this month is money. Well, really funding. Yes, this month is Funding February, where we will discuss a variety of topics concerning getting funding and financing your business. That is why I'm thrilled to have with me today Catherine Sobel and Grant Bennett of PeopleFund. Catherine is the Senior Manager of Training and Education, and Grant is the Director of Veteran Programs at PeopleFund. Welcome to you both, and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having us. We're very excited to be on the podcast. Thanks. From a personal standpoint, I became familiar with PeopleFund four years ago when I started with TVC, and I believe we've been partners ever since. So Catherine, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about PeopleFund and a little bit about your role. Yeah, sure. So PeopleFund is a nonprofit, 501c3. We are what's called a community development financial institution. We've been around since 1994 here in the Austin area. Now we are statewide with veteran lending on a national level. So what is a community development financial institution? It's a community lender. So we bridge the gap between predatory lenders like your payday loans, your cash advances, and your traditional lending like the banks or credit unions, which are typically hard for people to access. As another option for people to access affordable capital, community lenders are here to help with small business, affordable housing, and consumer products. PeopleFund primarily focuses on small business, and so my role here as the Senior Manager of Training and Education is to help both our clients and our staff get the education and training that they need in order to build successful businesses and practices so that we can continue doing what we do here. So we focus on small business lending, but we also have a high focus on resources and education in order order to make sure that the money that you're taking out is going to be successful in the long run. Perfect. Great. So Grant, being the director of veteran programs, I want to hear a little bit more about your plans and what you do to help our veteran community. Sure. So People Fund has had an active interest in veteran entrepreneurs for a number of years now. We've created a ton of partnerships throughout the state of Texas through our program called People Vet. There are two components to PeopleVet. The first is an education process, which basically gives the entrepreneur exposure to the loan application process, the material that they'll need to get a successful loan application. Also, we help them build a professional network by bringing in local professionals from the community, local veteran entrepreneurs from the community, so that they can start to build 
a professional network as they start or grow their small business. And then the second component of PeopleVet is the actual loan program. We're able to provide affordable capital to veterans because we're a CDFI, because we're a nonprofit, we can partner with other folks to offer affordable capital to veterans throughout the state of Texas. So as the director of veteran programs, Catherine and I focus on PeopleVet providing the classes across the state and we also have a veteran entrepreneurship loan program with Bank of America. And then we also have the Veteran LLC Collaborative, which is a national effort to help veterans across the country get access to affordable capital. Awesome. Okay. Now, we have a lot to cover, and I definitely want to drill down on both of those topics that you spoke about. But let's go back a little bit. Catherine, you mentioned, and so did Grant, affordable capital. What are some of the considerations people need when they are looking for funding? I think the biggest consideration people need to have when they're looking for funding is how much do they need and what are they going to use it for and be very specific, as specific as possible. And in that way, they can start to structure their financing strategy going forward. If they only need $50,000 to get started, maybe a debt partner would be best for them. If they have an idea and they think it's really going to take off and they're going to need $2 million, they need to structure things to maybe go after an equity partner. So it's just understanding how much you need, what you're gonna use it for, and then trying to develop who you are going to partner with to get that money to move forward. So can a vet call People Fund and say, hey, this is what I need, and would you help them come to that conclusion or get more informed around that decision? Yeah, so we have a lot of veteran entrepreneurs that call in. We have a lot of partners that send veteran entrepreneurs our way. And one of my favorite things is just to help them develop their financing strategy, to help them talk through their business plan, to help them talk through some of their projections, make sure that everything's on track and stuff like that. At the end of the day, whether a loan with People Fund is, is where they head or if it's just helping them partner with either an angel investor or an equity partner or something like that, or even just helping them figure out that that's what they need to do next, it's definitely something we do on a regular basis and are very happy to do. One of the things I also talk to veterans about is understanding their timeline. What's the best way to think about funding? I'll go ahead and take that one. One of my biggest red flags is when somebody calls and says, Catherine, I need to get my money by four o'clock today. I just put in my loan application and I'm like, great, are you paying a ransom? Because I guarantee you a business loan is not going to help you pay that ransom. Business loans take time. Funding takes time. Figuring out your financing strategy takes time. And so if you have business planned appropriately, you have probably put in a financing strategy somewhere in that plan that's going to tell you when you should start and where you should start. And depending on the partner that you're looking for, a business loan is going to be different than an equity partner. It's going to be different than more sophisticated forms of capital like micro ventures or anything like that. What we want to make sure is that in the beginning, we are sitting down and taking the time to take these veterans or take any entrepreneur really through the planning process to see one, what capital is going to be most appropriate for you, because oftentimes it's not going to be a business loan. Two, when is it that you should actually ask for this capital or start preparing that package? And then three, what's the strategy moving forward? And so as you're starting the business plan process, one of the things I tell everyone is to become a good record keeper, because no matter what type of financing you're going to approach, you're going to have to have some kind of documentation, whether that just be the business plan and financials, whether that be other documents like tax returns and bank statements, you're going to want to have that up front. 
And so a lot of the issues we run into, especially coming up against people's timelines, is they're just not ready necessarily for the funding package that they're applying for. And so to speed up that process or to make the process as flawless as possible, there are things that we need as a lender or as a financier from the entrepreneur as well. Just high level, let's talk about some of the basic documentation that might be required so you could have that more informed conversation. Absolutely. So first and foremost, it's going to be a business plan, whether you're a startup or an existing business. All lenders are looking at a business plan and they typically want to see three to five years of financial projections laid out. So that's a profit and loss, a balance sheet, a statement of cash flows that shows what you're going to make, what you're going to spend, what you own and what you owe, and how you're going to manage that cash for three years, month to month. So that's going to be number one, and that's going to influence some of the other documentation that you may need. I joke around and say that for a business loan, we need everything but your firstborn. So we need three years of tax returns, we need three months of bank statements, we need a lease agreement, we need sales quotes and uh, purchase orders. I mean, there's, there's kind of a lot to unpack there. And if you are going the small business administration route, so if we're going to go the government guaranteed route in terms of the loan product, there's going to be a little bit more documentation even required to make sure that we can satisfy some of those requirements. Would you have anything else to add, Grant? Yeah, I think one thing that maybe gets skipped over or looked past with the small business lending is the personal credit side. Mm -hmm. If someone's personal credit isn't in line um, before they apply for a small business loan, then that can sometimes cause issues. It's one of the first things that we look at is the personal credit score. People Fund being a community lender, we have a lot more flexibility and leeway and understanding when we're looking at potential borrowers' credit scores when you compare us to more traditional banks. At the end of the day, if there's something actively going on on the personal credit score, whether it's uh, something's actively past due, something's in collections, a number of other things, if there's a bankruptcy that's actively going on, those are things that we at least wanna talk about and address and make sure that the entrepreneur has a strategy moving forward to address those issues before that we can go forward and get a small business loan. So they need to have their personal finances in order before they start looking for small business finances. So would the people that program address that upfront or is that something that they reach out, hey, I'm interested, can you help me get ready or prepared? Yeah, one of the great things about Texas is the amount of support that veterans get throughout the entire state, including veteran entrepreneurs. There are a lot of resources out there TVC has a lot of great education resources for veteran entrepreneurs. So we don't want to duplicate a lot of the stuff that's out there on the education side. So what we really focus in on is the access to capital portion, the loan application portion, which is much more involved than just filling out a form, right? If you don't have a business plan, what does your business plan look like? What are some of the bullets that you need to touch? What is most important that needs to be in there? Exposing people to the idea of financial projections, what a balance sheet looks like, what an income statement looks like. Personal credit is something that we look at. These are some of the things that we're looking for. We don't have any kind of credit minimums or credit scores that we need to hit or anything like that. We're just looking for very specific things. And we cover all that during our one day people vet program. We really try to focus in on the education piece for getting access to capital and growing your business successfully over time. One of the things I found to be helpful was when I have referred clients to different lenders, but specifically to People Fund, that if there's a no, 
we can't lend to you now. But this is how you get to yes. Is that something that also that you address in the People Vet program or in your educational lending? Yeah, absolutely. So our motto here has always been it's not a no, it's just a not yet. And so we have to figure out what that not yet process looks like for you. A lot of people actually think that capital is one of the first steps on their business journey. And it's not. There's a lot of other steps that you have to take to get to us. So if we were to go A to Z, I'm thinking we're closer to S or T down the line there. As Grant was saying, there were a bunch of partners that we work with in the pre-loan stage to get our entrepreneurs ready to access that capital. Personally, on the credit side, we have partners that we refer to. We have people in terms of mentors or professional resources that we can have help them with the business plan and financial projections. There are a lot of great resources city-wise. Different municipalities a lot of times have access to free business coaching, which we partake in, things like that to get people where they want to be. The other thing that I think is successful is when we are working with an entrepreneur who thinks this is the exact way they want to go and the right space for them. And we kind of talk things through and they decide, hmm, maybe this isn't the right time or space in my life right now to pursue this. And what we're seeing kind of out in the world and we're putting together some products to combat that is quick capital. People will go online, get capital very quickly, and then realize that maybe they took the leap too quickly and weren't ready for the place they were going to be in. So here at People Fund, we really start the process with readiness and mindset and figuring out if this is the right space, time, and place for you to start this business. Then we put together an action plan of steps that it's going to take to get there. And then we start helping you work on that action plan. So we can do that all the way up through the loan. And then after the loan, we have even more resources, mentor programs, professional resources we can refer to that are going to help sustain you throughout your business journey. So we're just a step on that stage, and we want to make sure you understand the steps before and the steps after that are going to continue to make you successful. At the Veteran Entrepreneur Program, we do have established businesses who are looking for capital, but I would say the majority of our clients are startups. What advice would you give a startup as it relates to getting funded? Because you know they're just pulling it together. Obviously, they may be bootstrapping it or trying to uh, leverage credit cards or something like that to get started. What ideas or do you even work with startups? Yeah, here at People Fund, we are pretty startup friendly. 53% of our portfolio last year were startup-based businesses. So we're excited to be able to help people get their start. A lot of people don't understand that if you approach the bank and you have no financial history, uh, you may not look as great in terms of risk. That's why we exist, to help people get that start and that opportunity. There are definitely some things that people forego when starting up, right? They get excited, very caught up in the journey and their idea and the dream. But we have to bring it back down to a realistic stage where we can access funding. And so that takes time and it takes planning. So in the startup phase, one thing that I want to really reiterate is spending time on that business planning process in tandem, getting your personal credit and finances together. But what we mean by that is also saving. Mm -hmm. So just like you would pay for a down payment on a home with a business loan, we want to be your partner. We don't want to give you the entire thing. And so we're going to ask you to save up some money too, typically anywhere between 15 and 30%. 15% on a hundred thousand is already $15,000. And so trying to figure out where that, what we call equity injection is going to come from can be difficult, especially for those transitioning out of the military. That's gonna be one thing that I tell people to focus on in the startup universe. The other thing that I would say is, don't believe some of the myths that are out there just because you're kind of caught up. We get a lot of questions about business credit. As a startup, we're not necessarily going to look at your business credit. Business loans are personally guaranteed. And so we are going to be looking at how you manage your finances personally, and that's going to take a lot into account. 
We're also gonna look at cash flow. So we get a lot of people who call us and say, Catherine, I just quit my job and I'm ready to take out a loan today. Well, if you just quit your job, then you don't necessarily have the money to pay back a loan. And since it's a startup, we don't have the evidence that says your business is going to do well enough on its own to be able to pay us back. So we look at a secondary source of income for startups, whereas a lot of folks think, well, I'm just gonna transition directly to entrepreneurship. It's not that quick. Yeah, I think the, the biggest one is usually the equity injection, the 15% equity injection, and then the outside source of income or the cash flow for the startup businesses. The equity injection can be daunting, I think, if a lot of folks aren't thinking about it before they apply for the loan. But the equity injection can come from a number of different places, and it includes things that you've already purchased for the business. So it doesn't always have to necessarily be a lump sum of cash that's sitting in your bank account. A lot of times it is, but it's not always the case. Another thing about uh, the outside sources of income, when we look at veterans, a lot of the sources that we see are disability pay or retirement pay, things like that, that a lot of veterans have count as outside sources of income when they're applying for the loan. And then another resource is, is you can always ask a guarantor to come on the loan as well to help support some of the cash flow for the small business loan. One of the great things about People Fund is that we do startup lending, but also we know a lot of the problems that startup entrepreneurs have and we've built resources out around those. And we're very understanding with a lot of these things. So we really try to work with the borrower to be able to get affordable, responsible capital for them to start or grow their small business. Thanks, Grant. One of the things I was thinking about when I get calls from my startups is I do mention to them, I just ask them right out, how are you able to meet your own personal expenses right now? And as long as they can still meet their personal expenses, because frankly, most of them are working a full-time job and then starting the business on the side, which I know it could be painful, but it's probably the best way to move forward. So in the event that you do get to lend them money or that they qualify or et cetera, that money can go directly into the business because their personal expenses are being met via their current employment or other resources, their disability check and those kinds of things or retirement. I really try to make sure that our veterans are aware of that and be thinking about that. I'm here speaking with Catherine and Grant from People Fund, and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So you want to hear about the brand new idea I have for a new business? It's going to be great. Uh, you know this is your big idea number 439, don't you? This is the one. All right, what is it this time? Well, you know how people always need widgets, but they don't last long? I found a way to take all those parts and then and I figure we can start off small, then grow as we get more business. You know, that is not a bad idea. But what about a business plan of financing? Do we incorporate? How do we incorporate? Don't worry about it. I already got in touch with Texas Veterans Commission. They have a veterans entrepreneur program with business consultants who can help us with all that stuff. And it's free. You are a genius. I know, right? Let Texas Veterans Commission help you with your next bright idea. Go to tvc.texas.gov. Click on the entrepreneur program. tvc.texas.gov. Texas Veterans Commission. Helping veterans starts here. And we're back with Catherine Sobel and Grant Bennett from People Fund. One thing I wanted to ask you about, you'd mentioned that you have a couple of different banking partners or business partners. Can you tell me a little bit about how People Fund is different from a traditional bank? Sure. So People Fund, as we mentioned, is a nonprofit, which 
strikes people as a little strange sometimes because we do small business lending. It kind of straddles the best of both worlds. We are able to give people small business loans, but we're also able to do it at an affordable rate by partnering with banks, by partnering with foundations, specifically with veterans. We're able to talk to folks and say, hey, this is what we're able to do for Texas veteran entrepreneurs. This is how many businesses we're able to help get started. This is how many people we're trying to help get employed. And as we all know, the great thing about veteran entrepreneurs is they hire other veterans, right? So there's always these follow-on effects that we're able to talk to folks about and then raise money around specific programs to provide affordable capital to veterans and a number of other groups that we focus on at, at People Fund. So we differ in that we are able to raise money around some of these ideas and programs and keep them affordable and keep our ability to kind of put cash on the street into small businesses that more traditional lenders deem to be too risky. I will say that our loan application process models very closely the traditional lending path, and that is for a reason. Ideally, what we do here at People Fund is we help start small businesses that banks usually skip out on, but then we help them grow to a point that they can go to a traditional bank when they need that next small business loan. The process mimics a traditional bank's loan application process, although we're much more flexible and understanding on a lot of things because you know people are just getting into entrepreneurship. But that is for a very specific purpose. So the next time that that entrepreneur is looking to get a small business loan, they're able to go to the bank and they've already been exposed to the process and they're not shooting themselves in the foot out of the gate mm -hmm. as far as not knowing what to do, not knowing how to put their tax returns together, not knowing how to put their financial strategy together. So those are the things that I think are similar and different with people fund. One of the points that I wanted to expand upon is that we are meant to be a bridge we are bridging that gap between traditionally predatory options and then the traditional options like banks or credit unions. So the second that you are bankable, if we see a deal that comes through that's eligible for bank financing, that's typically where we're going to push because you're most likely going to get better terms and a better interest rate. So the way that we work with banks is a little bit unique. We are funded by banks in order to be able to loan and do education and things of that nature. And so there's a law, the Community Reinvestment Act on the books that basically says that banks have to lend, invest, and volunteer in, in all of the communities that they serve. And because People Fund and other community lenders have a lot more robust resources in the areas of education and servicing those clients who may need just a little extra hand-holding along the way, we're able to provide some of that incubation or startup experience and education that maybe the banks just can't do yet. Whereas they are very regulated, kind of have to lend within a box, we're able to step kind of outside that box to get people into a place where they're ready to access that bank financing. One of the things that I do share with our clientele is that it seems that People Fund seems to be amenable or understanding of life events. People in the military may not have good credit, no credit, frequent moves, healthcare issues, family issues, extended separations, and all of those things can impact their financial wellness. I think that People Fund has really helped us make a difference to deliver a good experience for our own clients. So I thank you guys for that. Before we go back to Veteran Initiatives for 2020, Grant, I do want to ask you, Catherine, could you just highlight a few statistics maybe? What percentage of loans are going to veterans, women, small businesses, or anything else you'd like to highlight? And then I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, women loan too. 
So close to a quarter of our portfolio last year, 25% went directly to veteran lending. And then um, even larger than that, if you look at the collaborative that Grant manages in terms of veteran lending on a national level, about 65% of our portfolio went to diverse small businesses. So that's women, minorities, those who identify as multiracial, LGBTQ, ex-offenders, mm-hmm. in terms of that. We are going to talk about uh, women's small business in, during the month of March. But since we're here talking about it, let's address things that I've read in the press lately that says that women are fewer and getting loans, less to ask or whatever. I'm not really sure why that is. And then you brought in the whole component about women veterans. So let's talk a little bit about that. Women's entrepreneurship is very important. At People Fund, we have specific programs for women as well. Veteran women specifically is where we focus on the people vet side. I think the number of loans that we're able to do for women veteran entrepreneurs that are trying to get their business started or growing, we're able to impact from a percentage basis uh, much higher than what the actual women veteran population is. We really try to focus on helping groups across the board, even though if you look at the veteran population, the vast majority of it is male and white. So we're able to help some of the minority communities and the women at a much higher rate than what the actual veteran population is. I think something else to note is people tend to dismiss the number of veterans who actually live in rural areas. And so we have a partnership with USDA, we have partnerships with government agencies in order to expand our lending into rural areas. Though we have nine physical offices in what I would say the major cities are in Texas, we're able to go out to rural areas or areas that may not just get enough love from the banking partners or the CDFIs that service those areas to be able to help our veterans in those areas too. Colleen would be one of the areas that I would say is super veteran populated, but there's not as many financing options out in Colleen to service all of the veterans that are out there. Similarly, we have veterans in El Paso, we have veterans in San Antonio, and we want to make sure that we're out in those areas as well. Jumping right back to the numbers about women, though, when I first came to People Fund, I was doing a presentation and was doing some research, and the statistic is that women are nine times less likely to ask for capital than a male and five times less likely to get approved when applying for capital. Reasons for that were across the board. Some had dependent on equity injection, some were dependent on cash flow. But it was just interesting to find that women, when they do ask for capital, ask for a lot less than maybe a male would ask for. For that reason, I'm not necessarily sure why. Maybe we're just more interested in being conservative than asking for the amount we need. Uh, Smarter. Yeah. (laughs) Or do you think that they qualify for less? I think maybe at some point the reasons aren't as important as trying to fix Mm -hmm. just the, the issue itself. And so just, you know, bringing that data forward and really trying to talk about it and saying, hey, this is a thing, I think can be as helpful than trying to dive into the details of the reasoning and some of the other things. So just understanding that this is what's going on and trying to address it and trying to say, hey, this is an issue 
that we recognize and trying to either just move forward with. To Grant's point, I think that there are a lot of barriers that women still face in the financing industry. And so we've designed programs specifically around women. We partner with the Tory Birch Foundation to offer women 2% interest rate discounts on the loans that they take out up to $100,000. So there's a lot that we're doing in terms of promoting entrepreneurship among women. And so I think one of the barriers that they've faced in terms of asking for less or asking for money in general is that this is still kind of a new area in terms of breaking out of the barriers that women have faced within the working world in general. Oh, I wanted to ask one more thing before we go into the veteran piece again. Obviously, based on your experience in this industry, do you think lines of credit are something that should be looked at versus getting a loan? I'm just curious because people see that maybe as another path. I'm always about a mix of capital options to get you to the best overall interest rate that you're going to have collectively. Business loan is one way to start funding your business. Lines of credit are to fund different purposes, um, typically those revolving purposes. So if you have inventory that you know is going to turn over very quickly, a line of credit may be very helpful. If you are a contractor and you're looking at funding a project but getting paid back very quickly, a line of credit may be very helpful. And so for businesses, having the business loan as a backing to help get you started, to help with those first six months of operating capital can be helpful, but then you have to manage other capital options along the way to continue your cash flow or credit needs, to continue being able to support those needs. And a line of credit is one of those things. We here at People Fund really only do them for nonprofits as a form of startup or bridge funding, waiting until you know a grant comes in, we can support them until that grant funding comes in for them. There are a bunch of other banks who will do what we call small dollar line of credit, so anything under 15 grand. Basically, that can help support some of those extended credit needs along the way. And I think with loan products like a line of credit or business credit cards and some other financing options are really good ways for small businesses to start to walk themselves into the financial mainstream, quote unquote. So they're able to get started with a loan from People Fund, and then over time they're able to maybe take a business credit card and then a line of credit, and then maybe they need a business savings account. So they start to surround themselves with these suite of products from a bank that they're able to next time get a loan from their traditional banker. And then if not, you can still kind of plug in with People Fund. We're always that source of funding to help you eventually grow to that point. So a big win, a big success for us is if we're able to get that small business started, but then they're able to partner with whoever their traditional banker is to kind of provide those other loan products that they're going to need or just banking services that they're going to need moving forward to help further grow that business. Well, that's good to know that you can, you know, help, like you said, be the bridge to the next step in their in their business growth. So Grant, I want to talk a little bit about your hope for veteran initiatives for 2020. And of course, Catherine, anything you want to add as well? Yeah, great. So Catherine and I are actually right now working on our kind of rollout strategy for people vet in Oklahoma. In 2020, a big focus of ours will be to continue to offer people vet throughout the major markets in Texas, but then also offering both the education piece and the loan program piece throughout the state of Oklahoma. So in the next years and coming months, we're going to plan which markets we want to have our education programs in and figuring out partners for how to get the loan product out there in front of people so that we can extend what we're doing in Texas throughout the state of Oklahoma. Another thing that we'll be focusing on on the veteran side is our Veterans Collaborative, which is a national effort of other community lenders like People Fund, to have them focus on veteran entrepreneurs in their local states 
And so we're going to continue to build out that network. We currently have 12 partners total and we're in 20 states. And we'd really like to get that up to 25, 30, 40 states over time. So just trying to find good partners in local states or in other states and then help them come on board and roll out their own veteran loan programs. So those are going to be the two big initiatives. I think in 2020, we're going to continue to try and provide affordable capital throughout Texas and now Oklahoma and a lot of the education pieces as well. And then just continue to provide a lot of the services that we're doing already for veteran entrepreneurs. Two other things that I want to acknowledge um, in terms of our focus for Texas veterans are one, that we have a lot of really great partners. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, there weren't as many veteran entrepreneurship resources as there are now. And so rather than compete with all of the veteran resources that are out there, we would rather be collaborative in the way that we approach things. We ensure that we partner with TVC, the Small Business Administration, partners like the Work Life Institute or the Business Resource Center in Colleen to be able to extend our programming to networks that may already be there with veteran communities that we're already serving. And the other thing I want to acknowledge is kind of a shift in the idea of classroom education versus online or one-on-one -on -one instruction. So classroom education is great. We're really acknowledging that it's not a, or really realizing that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, especially with the unique situation that veterans are in. And so we are trying to focus on building out kind of a hybrid model of one-on-one -on -one mixed with classroom education, maybe some online instruction, building professional networks to be able to serve our veterans in all capacities and not just through the classroom basic structure. I think it's great because I find myself doing the same kind of doing some intro calls and counseling. But then when we're meeting with veterans face to face, it really seems to be more impactful and they get so much out of it. And I think building that relationship is really essential. You know, this has been so informative for our, our listeners, and I'm so excited that we took this time out to do this. I don't know if you want to mention your website, maybe uh, some of the resources that are up there and maybe some events that you have coming up. Sure. Our website, you can find us at www.peoplefund.org if you're more interested in learning about veteran resources or the uh, National Veteran Collaborative we have. It is vet.loan is the website for that. It's not a .com, .loan. That is correct. We do have many resources on both sites. So everything from videos to templates to calculators to online modules of anything you can think of. And we're continuously adding to what those resources are. Uh, additionally, we offer free business coaching around the state. And so we're able both in person and virtually, you know, over Zoom or via phone call, offer some of the counseling services that you guys may offer as well in terms of specific business planning assistance or helping them put together that financing strategy that they need. Some of the events that we are looking forward to this year is National Small Business Week and National Veteran Small Business Week coming up. So we're trying to be, again, more strategic about some of the events and educational offerings that we have. And so both during those weeks, we'll have some of our kickoff events for both people that and some of the other programs that we're looking at, at doing. Yeah, I think the only thing to add to that is if there's you know a veteran entrepreneur out there or someone that has an interest in entrepreneurship, reach out to Catherine or I. Both our phone numbers and our emails are listed on the websites. If there's any interest in entrepreneurship, just start reaching out to folks. There's a whole kind of ecosystem out here in the state of Texas that is really focused on veterans, veteran issues, specifically veteran entrepreneurship. Just start talking to people and they'll help you introduce you to other people and just build this network and kind of help you develop your idea 
all the way to the launching and growing of your business. So if there's any interest there, definitely reach out to us. We have a ton of partners. Reach out to Christina. And yeah, we, we look forward to talking to you. Well, thank you both, Catherine and Grant. It's been really informative. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know that our listeners will get so much out of it. We really appreciate your partnership. Good luck in 2020. And thanks again for all your time today. Perfect. Thank you so much. I want to thank our guests, Catherine Sobel and Grant Bennett from People Fund for a very informative and relevant discussion on funding programs and options for veterans here in Texas. Check out their website, peoplefund.org. I'm Christina Mortel, and you've been listening to Texas Veterans Mean Business, a production of Texas Veterans Commission. You can download the CastBox app so you can listen to any and all of our episodes when it's convenient for you. It's free, and thank you for listening.